My first, my first pregnancy, again, with my son, we, you know, I conceived very quickly. And I know that not everybody has that experience, but, you know, I did. And the pregnancy was very smooth, you know, healthy pregnancy. I was very active and everything was going fine until, um, you know, the day I gave birth to my son. And just, there were just some things that caused, you know, my heart rate to be elevated, his heart rate to be elevated. And we're at the hospital at this point already. I, I developed a fever just just a few things that finally the you know the doctor on call it was Hey mamas, welcome to the More Than a Mother podcast where we believe you can pursue your dreams and be a great mother at the same time. I am your host, Lawan Moses, and I am helping you find the freedom to live. Are you ready? Let's go. Hey friends, welcome back to the More Than a Mother podcast. This is your host, Lawan Moses, and I'm back with you again for another great episode. If this is your first time listening at More Than a Mother podcast, we are helping moms to create a life outside of motherhood without sacrificing their family time. We believe that moms can pursue their dreams and be great moms at the same time. My guest today is Elena Danko of C-Section Strong. Elena joins me to share how her own birth experiences brought her into business to building C-Section Strong blog and podcast, where she features individual stories of women from all over the world who have experienced all different types of cesarean births, ranging from traumatic to very little pain. At C-Section Strong, her aim is to showcase authentic stories of real women in their own words and their own views on what their experience was with their C-section. Let's dive into my interview with Olena. Hi, Olena. How are you? I'm doing great. Thank you so much. Hope you're doing well. I'm doing well. Welcome to the More Than a Mother podcast. I am so glad to have you here with me today. Before we get started, could you introduce yourself to the audience? Sure. My name is Elena Danko. I'm married uh, to my husband. It's been just about six and a half years and we have two sons. Uh, my oldest is five and a half. My youngest is two and a half. I'm in the live in Northeast Ohio and I am a registered dietitian, although I've been a stay-at-home mom for about five and a half years now. I haven't worked outside the home since my first son was born, but that's a little bit about me. Well, that sounds great. And I can't wait to dive into more of what you're doing and your story and everything that you have going on. So more than a mother podcast, we believe that you can be a great mother and pursue your dreams at the same time. However, we all have a story that has brought us to the point that we are in life today. So before we get started talking about all the great things you're doing today, can you just share with us what was your aha moment or that moment in your life that led you on the path that you're on today? Oh gosh, I feel like it's not necessarily one specific thing, but a series of things, but I'll try to make it as brief as possible. Um, I, you know, I graduated undergraduate school and my whole goal was to go into the field of science in some way, one way or the other, not, not medical school or anything like that, but I was very like science focused, but then about three quarters of the way into my undergraduate career or career schooling, I just had a, a very strong urge and desire to pursue cooking, like 
the culinary world, specifically pastry and dessert. So I did finish, I did graduate with a bachelor's degree in biology. And then right after that, that next fall, I enrolled in a local culinary and pastry school and, you know, you know, went in full speed ahead, completed that program and I loved it. And so I worked in the restaurant industry locally for, gosh, a good three years, I think. And it, I, it was something that I was so passionate about at the time and I loved it. But like in the back of my mind, long-term, I knew it wasn't the career I wanted long-term if I ever wanted to have a family. I mean, I know lots of women do it, but it's just the, the long hours and like the work, it, it just wasn't something I wanted to do forever. Right. So it, it did get to a point where um, I'm like, you know what? I want to get out of this field in, in this capacity, but still, you know, I loved food. I loved science. I loved nutrition. So I ended up going back to school to pursue a master's degree um, in nutrition and dietetics and also completed an internship to become a registered dietitian. And I worked in the hospital setting, so a clinical dietitian for about two years. But my whole goal also at that point was to have my own business. So my goal was to have like a virtual online business for nutrition counseling, nutrition coaching as a dietitian. I didn't necessarily have a focus at that time. That was the whole goal because, again, I eventually wanted to have a family if if it worked out that way. During that time, and again, the pursuing my master's degree in the dietetic internship, I did meet my now husband and we eventually got married and I was pregnant with my first son fairly quickly. And now I'm going to fast forward this really a lot because it's going to turn into a, <laughs> a story that's too long. But again, so I, like we, we came to the decision that, you know, once he was born, I was going to be a stay at home mom. But again, the goal being once I was ready, I was going to, you know, pursue my online right. nutrition business and, you know, get that up and running. And it just, you know, I definitely worked at it, but it wasn't, it just, it just really didn't take off. But I now looking back, I think that part of it was that it wasn't like, it was something that I felt like, oh, I can do this, but it wasn't like a true passion I felt. Okay. So fast forward again to after my second son was born and, and we can get the, get into this probably later in the interview, but my first son, he was born via emergency C-section and thankfully everything ended up okay, but it was a very difficult experience for me to process. I felt very alone in the experience and it took me a long time to even consider wanting to have another child after that, but thankfully we did healthfully. And again, my second son, it was a scheduled cesarean and, and everything ended up okay, thankfully too. And it was a much more positive experience, but it still left me feeling like I felt very alone. Okay. Um, I didn't feel like there was a lot of support I could turn to with to, to other moms who you know went through something similar, whether it was an emergency cesarean or a, a scheduled one. Like I just felt like there was, I wasn't finding that community with those moms specifically. So And this, you know, during this time, I was still kind of, you know, working on some sort of nutrition business. I was working with a a business coach at the time, and it was in the summer of 2018. We were meeting at a virtual, I'm sorry, an in-person, in-person mastermind with the small group of us that were in this mastermind together. And we were going around the room telling about our, you know, not, not only business goals, but just like big dream goals like that you would love to accomplish in your life or just something that you want to do, even if you didn't know how it was going to, you know, happen. And I, I wrote out, wrote down what I wanted to say. And it, it took a, 
minute or so for me to get it out of my mouth, but it was that I wanted to create something and I didn't know what at the time, what at the time, something to support um, other moms who've had C-section births. Okay. Um, it was a very powerful moment for me because like I, I didn't, I, I had never talked about it with anybody before that. I cried the whole time. I let it out of my, you know, let those words out of my mouth. And when we left that in-person gathering, I still didn't really know like what it would look like. But the real aha moment to where I am today is number one, that like it, it doesn't look anything like I thought it would. And it okay. came from two experiences that it came from my birth experiences, which again, I would have never pictured happening and a huge moment of vulnerability, I guess. <laughs> right. So I know that your business is uh, built around C-sector. So I mean, if you could go ahead and just share those experiences because I feel that so much if you're comfortable with sharing them, just your experience that led you to creating your business that you now have, because that ties so much into your story and your business story that I feel this is a great time to kind of whatever you would like to share about that, that led to this business that you have created for women that are experiencing C-sections. My first, my first pregnancy, again, with my son, we, you know, I conceived very quickly and I know that not everybody has that experience, but you know, I did. And the pregnancy was very smooth, you know, healthy pregnancy. I was very active and everything was going fine until, um, you know, the day I gave birth to my son and just, there were just some things that caused, you know, my heart rate to be elevated, his heart rate to be elevated. And we're at the hospital at this point already. I, I developed a fever, just, just a few things that finally the, you know, the doctor on call, it wasn't my normal doctor there at the hospital, but it was a doctor on call who, you know, made the decision that, you know, if nothing changes with both of you in the next, you know, hour, and I don't think it was even an hour, then we'll have to have a C-section. And I mean, I was, I felt devastated at that time. Cause I mean, in the back of my mind, you know, I'm, I don't know about everybody, but I feel like most women aren't expecting to have a C-section with their first birth, unless it's, you know, for a medical reason, they're scheduling it. So I thought, okay, sure. I know this could happen, but it's not going to happen to me. You know, I'm not going to, that's not how I'm going to birth my baby. And when the doctor told me that that's what had to happen because otherwise you know, we were both in, in some danger. So yeah, it was a very devastating moment at the time. I was very terrified. You know, I am a spiritual and religious person. And I just remember thinking like, just please, you know, I know I'll get through this, but I don't know how, but right. I'm putting my trust in you. And thank, you know, thankfully my husband was extremely supportive. I think I remember calling my sister and just telling her what was going on and had to have her call my mom and just let her know. And so, I mean, everything ended up okay. Thankfully, they, you know, they had to do some extra checks on him, but he didn't end up in the NICU or anything like that. That's so I, I was so thankful for that, of course. But again, the, the experience just totally, like, I felt like I was run over by a truck. I mean, the physical recovery, of course, but that was just like, that just scratched the surface. It was really the mental and emotional impact that it had on me. And, you know, the medical staff was great. My husband was extremely supportive. You know, my, my family, my sister, I'm very close with my sister. But I, I I just felt ultimately I just felt so alone in terms of somebody being someone being able to understand what I had gone through and why I was feeling so I don't know if sadness is the right word or just I don't know, just alone, like confusion. I didn't feel any guilt for what I had gone through and how I had birthed my son, but just like like why did this happen sort of thing. Do you want to connect with me before the next episode drops? I invite you to head on over to Instagram and Facebook and follow me and make that connection today. 
You can find me online at More Than a Mother Podcast and also on my business page at Lawan Moses. I can't wait to have you as a part of my friendship community. After all, just like you are more than a mother, you are more than a number and you are more than a follower. We are truly building relationships and connecting on genuine levels. So I can't wait to see you over on Instagram and Facebook. Right, because we can't find ourselves asking like, why did this happen? Because we right. plan, like when we, you say when we're, we get pregnant, unless it's like already planned ahead of time, nobody's really saying right. I'm going to have a C-section. So I mean, it's right. almost natural to experience kind of those feelings like, why is this happening to me? What is this experience? Mm-hmm. What am I to learn from this? Right, right. And so it seems like through your experiences, you learn some things and you learn how you felt. And what was the motivation that put you on the path to start the your business around C-section, if you would like to tell us about your business right now? Yeah. So again, the as I mentioned earlier, you know, what really planted the seed in my head that I could actually, you know, this could actually be a viable business was again, as I was, I was still working with um, my business coach at the time. And, you know, initially I was like, okay, this is great, but I don't like, what do I do here? Like, how does this become something? So, you know, after thinking about it just for a few weeks and, you know, she gave me a few ideas. So, and I wanted to be, I didn't want to be like the face of the business. I wanted it to be, I wanted it to be very much behind the scenes, at least initially. And it was just going to really start out as a passion project for me because I didn't also, I also didn't want to put any pressure on myself. So it really started with, I wanted to share share other women's uh, birth stories, women who had C-sections. So share as many of those as I possibly could just to show other moms who've had C-sections that they're not alone in their experience. You know, every every birth is unique, of course, but there's things that can, you know, tie, you know, moms together. And right. so that, that was, that was the biggest thing. And the first thing that I started doing, and I, I, so I officially launched, my business is called C-Section Strong. I should have mentioned that. I launched C-Section Strong in November of 2018. I think the day or so after actually my oldest son's birthday, after his fourth birthday. So it, it worked out really nice. I kind of planned it that way, but yeah, just sharing those birth stories of moms who've had C-sections weekly, and I'm still doing that today. And I could probably share, so, so other moms submit their story to me and I, I publish it on my blog and share it on Instagram. And I have so many that I could probably be sharing two a week right now. But it's, yeah, it's wonderful to see. And, and sharing, okay, so sharing their birth stories and providing a space, mostly on Instagram, but also in a private Facebook group of just em- empowerment and encouragement and support for moms who've had C-sections. And you know, providing them or guiding them to the right resources, um, you know, when I'm not able to provide them the right information. So that's right. it in a nutshell. Well, that, and that's really good to have that um, community because it's so needed and it takes away that feeling of you're alone or that no right. one is going to understand. Because I mean, when we tell our stories, we realize just how many people may have something similar that has happened to them. So you kind of build up that sense of community. So what do you feel has been like, what have you learned or through this community of moms that you're sharing their C-section stories? Are you seeing like any common themes or anything Mm -hmm. that's resounding within this? Yeah, I would definitely say the, I'm definitely seeing that, you know, people before they found C-section strong in the community and what I provide that they'd felt alone, like they had nobody to turn to 
or, and their, you know, that their birth experience that somebody else experienced, you know, maybe not 100% exactly what they did, but similar to what they did, you know, so they can find other stories to relate to. And, and then you have, you know, moms who, there's plenty of moms who, you know, still have some negative feelings around their C-section birth, but then there's also a small portion, and I'm sure there's more that I, you know, that are going to come out, but that they, they really felt great about it from the beginning. And they want to be able to say that, yeah, this is how I gave birth. And I have no negative feelings about that. And I'm so happy with my experience. So I think I'm seeing, you know, a little bit more of that as, as this progresses too. But yeah, I think the biggest piece is that they're not, they feel like they have a place to turn to for support, especially if it was an unexpected C-section and that they're not alone. And that's good. And I mean, sharing those po- those positive stories, and then you have the ones that may have had the negative experience. Mm-hmm. I mean, kind of uniting those two can kind of give hope to those that had those ne- negative experiences to kind of help them work through those feelings and realize that it's okay to have felt that way. And you're providing that platform, that safe platform for them, for them to talk out their feelings and what they're going through without feeling judged. Exactly. Yeah. And I, I and it's been you know, I've had like, I don't think any like negative comments, like very rare, I would say not even like less than 1% as far as I've seen on my Instagram, you know, in the comments and everything since I started this, it's, I've been very impressed with, you know, the comments back and forth between other moms, even if you didn't necessarily have the same experience or don't necessarily agree with everything, you know, it's, it's been a very respectful community, which I really appreciate. And that's what I want, because again, I know that everybody's going to agree necessarily with how, but, but it's everybody, it's your experience, you know, it's your feelings about it. All everyone's feelings are valid. That's another thing that I always try to stress that your feelings are valid. And, you know, you could also be feeling more than one feeling at the same time, happiness, you know, some grief that you didn't have the birth you initially thought you were going to have those kinds of things. Right. And that's really important, just validating those yeah. feelings, because some a lot of times people feel like they don't have a right to feel a certain way. So when you mm-hmm. kind of validate those feelings, it's like it's OK. And building that community also, that was one of the reasons I started this podcast, because motherhood is just universal and we all have mm-hmm. different experiences. But there are a lot of common themes in motherhood. So I can definitely relate to building that community, which is yes. so important, especially among mothers. Yes, Absolutely. So what is it like for you being a stay-at-home, work-at-home mom during this time? <laughs> it's been challenging. You know, I should say that I, you know, I'm, I've, I recognize that I, you know, I'm fortunate, privileged with my situation. You know, I've been a stay-at-home mom and not necessarily had to go out and find, find a job outside the home, but it's also been very, very challenging. Um, my, so my, my boys were prior to the, you know, pandemic going on, they were in daycare and pre-K three days a week. So not the full week, but, you know, a little over half of the week. And so I had, you know, uninterrupted time to be working on my business. And I think this is the start of week 10 that they've been home. So it's, yeah, it's challenging. The the most challenging thing is the two and a half year old. He's, you know, he requires a lot more, or he just, can't do as many things by himself as my five and a half year old can do so. But thankfully he takes a nice long nap in the afternoon, but it's, it's a big juggling act. And uh, my husband works in the dental field. So he, he was working, you know, much more part-time than he normally would most of the time. But the past week he was able to go back, you know, cause they opened up some mm-hmm. things in the state more, you know, for s- certain mm-hmm. healthcare workers. 
So he's gone more now than he was in the beginning of all this. So yeah, it's, it's challenging, but I'm also, you know, I'm trying to give myself grace, <laughs> give, right. my, give my kids grace. Cause I know they're, you know, they're going stir crazy too. And I know my older son, he, he really misses his pre-K and they've done a few little virtual things, but yeah. And it is a juggling act at it this is. time. I mean, moms all over the world right. are experiencing this juggling act of how are we working and getting the things we need to get done while also being homeschool teachers and daycare providers and those type yes. of things. Cause those little resources that we may have had, even though, even if it was just a few days a week, there was still that little yes. reprieve that you have, but now we're in this juggling act. So what mm-hmm. do you think is helping you the most to juggle things right now? Okay. I hope you are enjoying this episode as much as I am. Before we dive back into this great episode, I just wanted to take a moment and answer one of the most frequent questions that I get asked all the time. People are constantly asking me, Lawan, how do you do it all? You're working, running a business, raising a family, you have a podcast, a spouse, a life, and you are just doing all these things. Girl, I need to know, how are you doing it? Well, I'm excited to announce to you that I have put together a signature process for how I get it all done. My course, From Overwhelmed to Organized, Managing Family, Business, and All Things in Between, will finally answer the questions for you as to how I do it all. This course is designed to help you stop being busy, help you figure out work-life balance, how to set boundaries, and get your priorities in order. And we do all of this in this course and so much more. I mean, are you tired of feeling stressed, overwhelmed, and anxious? Are you ready to reduce that overwhelm, minimize the guilt in all areas of your life? And how about that work-life balance thing that is just always there? Are you ready to stop struggling to achieve it and instead find a way to create a plan to become more productive and less busy? Because time is of value and I don't want you wasting any more time spinning your wheels. I put together this course to help you dive through and answer all those questions and come up with your own process to get it all done. That's right. I do this every day. I do it all the time. I would not teach you anything that I have not actively done myself. So if you are ready to go from overwhelmed to organized and finally get things in your life in order and get your plate a little more balanced out so that you can reach that state of feeling balanced and not just constantly chase after work-life balance, I invite you to head over to my website or click the link in the show notes so that you can get enrolled in the course from overwhelmed to organized, managing family, business, and all things in between. I can't wait to see you inside the course and take this journey with you. This course is truly life-changing. It is a process that you can use over and over again. And trust me, I wouldn't give you anything that I don't do myself. So believe me, I know it works because here I am on this podcast and doing all the things and I still have my sanity. And best of all, I'm doing all of it without sacrificing my family time. So if that sounds like a plan to you, hit the link in the show notes or head over to my website and sign up now for my course from Overwhelmed to Organized. Now back to this great episode. Gosh, and it, when I say juggling, I really mean juggling. There's yes. no balance. <laughs> there <laughs> There's is no it. balance. Gosh, what's helping me the most 
I mean, I'm trying, you know, with, as far as my business is concerned, I'm trying to focus on the things that matter the most to me. And that is, you know, getting those weekly stories out and, you know, posting on Instagram at least twice a week. You know, ideally I want it to be more than that, but I'm focusing more on quality over quantity. And I don't know if I mentioned in the beginning, so I also launched a podcast for C-Section Strong in January. Okay. So the C-Section Strong podcast, and it's been, it's definitely been challenging to, you know, be able to interview people and edit because I do all of the editing and everything myself. So that's, that's been challenging getting, you know, as uninterrupted time for the podcast. So again, I'm focusing right now on quality over quantity. And, you know, I was, I was getting an episode published, released every week, and it's looking like every two to three weeks now. So again, just focusing on those, the things that matter most to me right now in my business, which is again, the the weekly stories and, and the podcast, you know, every couple of weeks. Right. And I think focusing on what matters really is what's important right now. And that quality over quantity, because yes. we're not in a normal time. So it's really mm-hmm. about what are those things that matters and it's requiring us to adapt and pivot and really just focus on the important things in life. So we may not be able to keep up with the schedule we had originally set, but I mean, as long as we're still doing some type of work in the areas, that's kind of how, you start to juggle things. And as you said, there is no balance. It's all constantly a juggling act. Some things require more of your time at different times than others. So, I mean, it is that juggling, finding out what works for you. And I think that tip of focusing on what matters is really, that's a great tip and really important. Yes. Yeah. So what would you say has been the most rewarding part of your life journey so far? I I think, um, realizing that, you know, I don't know if like becoming a mother, you know, gosh, I don't know how I want to say this. I I really would never would have expected, you know, becoming a mother and more specifically the births I had to, that led me to become a mother would have created or led to me creating this, you know, this business, but I want to say more of a movement, even though, you know, it's not like I have millions of followers on Instagram, but I really feel like it is a movement. And I'm hoping that every, you know, over the years, it'll, it will grow into, you know, more of a movement because I think it's so needed. Um, But just that, yeah, something so that I would have never, ever dreamed of having such an impact of my life on my life, you know, aside from, you know, becoming a mother in general for the first time, or even every time you become a mother with your, your next child, that, that it would have led to this point in my career. And, you know, I, I eventually would like to incorporate or use my, you know, background as a dietitian too some way in this, but like the, the main focus is, you know, what I already described um, to you with C-section strong that, you know, that's always going to be the focus yes. is the, is the stories, is the community, is the, you know, empowerment piece. So Right. And all movements have to start somewhere. So, I mean, even if you don't have millions of followers, I mean, there's no telling what it can grow into. And just knowing that you're putting out there, making an impact on those that are following you right now, those that are sharing that stories and providing that platform and that community. And there's no telling like where or how, what that will look like in the future. So that, that movement piece is definitely powerful. Yeah. And I, I want to add, if it's okay that, you know, hearing, hearing the feedback, I mean, hearing in terms of like, you know, DMs I receive, or, you know, sometimes it's an email, but, or in the comments of, you know, the Instagram posts, just the impact that I'm having with this on other mothers. I mean, I, I would have never, 
never imagined that. I, I, I mean, it's, it's very powerful to me and it's humbling to me. I mean, again, I know I'm, I'm the creator behind C-Section Strong, but you know, it's, it's really everybody else who's part of my community and who shares their stories and shares their, you know, comments and vulnerability with their own birth stories that really make, that really make it because without them, you know, none of that would be there. So that's, that's also a huge piece to that is, you know, a, a rewarding part of this journey. Exactly. Because that community, like you said, though, it wouldn't be anything without the people. And I mean, even in my own journey with this podcast, you just never realize how much moms want and need that platform. And Mm -hmm. by creating something to us, which is so simple, it's just amazing to watch the transformation and the amount of moms that are empowered. So that is great. Just giving that voice to those moms with the birth stories and C-sections that they want to share and need so desperately to share with people that understand and Mm -hmm. get it. So that is definitely powerful. Yes. So what is a tip that you can offer to a mom that may be struggling right now to find her way or kind of manage and juggle life? Ah, you mean in general, or would you say more of a new first time mom? Whichever you would like to give. (laughs) Okay. I'm going to go with the new mom because again, you know, my birth, birth experience added a whole nother, level to it. But I think it was, you know, part of the struggles I experienced was, you know, of course, just becoming a new mother and all that that, you know, has to offer, not being afraid to reach out for support, you know, and I know you have to find the right, you know, whether it's family or friends or professional support, whatever that looks like to you, but don't do not be afraid to reach out for to get the kind of support you need. And not yeah, I think not to be so, so hard on yourself as, I mean, you know, the choices you're making in motherhood, you're doing the best you can. And I think, you know, some things come easier to some moms than others and vice versa, whether that's with, you know, feeding or sleeping or, you know, potty training, whatever it is. So it's going to look different for everybody. And I'm, you know, I need to take my own advice too, because I'm someone who I can fall into the comparison trap a lot too. I'm better at recognizing it now though and catching myself, but you know, you know, in my younger years and even before I became a mother, that was something I definitely struggled with. Um, but now that I, I guess I'm older and now have two children, it's a little bit easier to, to recognize at least. So then you can say, Hey, wait a minute, you don't need to be so hard on yourself or compare yourself to somebody else's journey. So I hope that was helpful. Right. Oh, yeah, that's definitely <laughs> helpful. I mean, I know that you said for the new moms, but I believe that any mom can take that advice to just don't be afraid and then also not being hard on yourself and granting yourself that grace because it is so easy to compare ourselves. So that's definitely great advice. And I thank you for sharing that. Yeah. So, Elena, could, Elena, could you share with our audience where they can find you online and how we can stay in touch with you? Sure. So uh, my website is, and where I share the weekly C-section birth stories is C and then a dash section strong.com. And I'm most active on Instagram. So that's just at C-section strong. And my podcast is the C-section strong podcast. So it's on iTunes, Spotify, and Stitcher. And yeah, those are the best places to connect with me. And I'm I'm very active in my DMs on Instagram. So I love connecting with people there. And of course, you know, the podcast is definitely geared with the mom who's had a C-section, C-section moms in mind. But I've also heard from other people that have listened to it, that it's really great for moms in general or pregnant people in general. So 
again, that's who I have in mind when I'm recording these episodes, but it's been, you know, I've had mental maternal mental health therapists on there, um, and OBGYN, pelvic floor physical therapists. So just to give an idea of kind of the content behind it. Right. Well, that's great. Thank you for sharing that. And I will be sure to link to this all in the show notes so that people can easily follow you. I thank you again for joining me today. This was such a great interview. Thank you so much for having me. Thanks so much for listening. If you enjoyed this episode, head over to LawanMoses.com. I love for us to stay in touch. Make sure you leave your email address so I can send you inspiration, tips, and the latest updates. Or if you prefer, text the word more, that's M-O-R-E, to 302-440-4632. We have some great things coming up and I don't want you to miss a thing. Thanks again. Make sure you subscribe and leave a review. Until next time, keep pressing because victory is yours.